Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, then go behind the scenes of our creative process. Small World, Power Pop Fantasy Disco, designed by Philip K. Arts, artwork by Miguel Coimbra and Cyril Daugin, published by Days of Wonder 2009, 2-5 players, 40-80 to 80 minutes, review by Jack Eddy for Peter. Among the towering giants of the industry, there stand certain iconic games that have managed to straddle the line between niche and mainstream. At first, Small World may seem the unlikeliest of this group, too strategic for the casual, too simple for the core. Yet its popularity persists, and upon closer examination, it's not hard to understand why. Straddling that line is exactly what Small World is meant to do. The Score Small World pits players against one another, vying for control of regions and a landmass fine-tuned to be just about 15% too small, meaning that whether you like it or not, you are bumping heads with your neighbors, which makes sense since controlling territories nets you coins every round and coins are both a currency and your points in the game. The first and most important decision you'll make on your turn is selecting one of several races on display, determining your abilities and number of units that you can conquer regions with. Interestingly, Small World handles balance of variable powers through a sort of bidding system where you can take the lowest race on display for free or drop a coin on each race that you pass up. If you pick up a race that one or more players passed, you get the sweet, sweet coins. Considering that players will return to selecting races several times throughout the game, more on that later, the incentive to pick less powerful races can be substantial. From there, the core gameplay is unexpectedly simple. On your turn, you can withdraw as many of your units from regions as you like, leaving at least one if you want to retain control, then conquer regions adjacent to you by slamming your units into them. Once you run out of units or decide not to expand, you end your turn, get your gold, and redistribute your units amongst your controlled territories. This redistribution is important because unlike most area control games, entering territories, empty or otherwise, just requires you to spend two units plus one for each other piece of cardboard residing there. Is there a mountain token? Spend three units. Is there a mountain token and two enemy units? Spend five. If you happen to conquer an opponent's territory, one of their units dies a horrible yet honorable death, while the remainder retreat back to the player so they can be used during future totally non-vengeance-related conquests. Harmony the magic of Small World comes from the variable player powers that you purchase throughout the game. From two shuffled stacks, pairings of fantasy races and abilities are created, each side granting their own abilities. For instance, flying means that you don't have to obey adjacency, orcs give you points for attacking players, and flying orcs means you have a really nasty problem on your hands. These combinations present a huge amount of flavor and replayability, which, given the highly stylized artwork of the game, the particularly preposterous combinations are especially welcome. Dragon-riding halflings? You bet. Seafaring ghouls? Awesome. Underground wizards? Saw them live in 72? Changed my life. 
Probably the coolest system in Small World is that as you further expand your units, you will begin feeling thin, stretched, like butter scraped over too much bread. At this point, you can choose to go into decline, flipping your units upside down and choosing a new race ability mashup on your next turn. Your Forsaken race will still net you money for controlling a territory, but they are forever immobilized, diminished, decaying until they are eventually wiped out. In Sync for all the fighting, there is a beautiful harmony to Small World. The core concept is simple and easily grasped, and all the powers simply feel in tune, resonating wonderfully in concept and theme. Seafaring races behave identically to everything else except that you can conquer the water territories on the board. Makes sense. Dwarves have less units but double the amount of production on mines even while in decline. Great. Within this narrow framework, there is a staggering amount of variability presenting interesting combinations that are as dynamic and wild as the rich fantasy setting, but it's so damn intuitive that it never feels overwhelming. Acoustics and Tone Everything in this game is flippant, and I love it. From the artwork to the way the powers reference the theme, the game is as much a loving parody as it is an homage to classic fantasy tropes, but done with far more elegance than is typically found in this hobby. Too often, characters and games look like statues, devoid of action and life, evoking no personality, which in turn makes their world seem hollow. Not so here. Small World is vibrant, alive, and every character, and even the very landscape, seems to have an, albeit negative, opinion of everyone else. Furthermore, this flippancy reflects your state of mind in Small World. In many area control games, the stakes are high, and if someone brings their dudes to your doorstep, you feel personally attacked. But here, if you lose your region, you get most of your units back and can happily reclaim it or shove off in a different direction next turn. This is one of the reasons that Small World has had such broad success, that in spite of its core concept being full of confrontation, conflict feels fun rather than mean. To me, this is reflective of a success in the design and what separates Small World from so many other area control games in the wild. From the mechanics to the artwork and even the incredible insert and the way the tokens feel in your hands, everything in Small World feels so intentional, crafted with function and aesthetic in mind. Sour Notes for all of its saturated beauty, not all is sunshine and violent daisies in Small World. Once you play a few times, you'll realize that experienced players can bust out a game in 30 to 45 minutes, but that's a good thing, you say, which is true. The problem is that all the materials you took out of the box, all the tokens and maps and cardboard, they can make the game feel much more to contend with than the lighter heart of the game deserves. Whether it's after 5 games or 50, it's easy to start seeing the variety that you initially loved as minor riffs on the same song and dance. The races and powers that were so imaginative and thematic are now just abstract calculations for how best to capitalize on your turn. In a world of way more complex and immersive games, it's easy to become jaded of this small world. And while there are way more creative and dynamic powers in the expansions, and believe me, there are a ton of expansions, the addition of new content undermines the elegance of the original design, whether it's because it just won't fit into the original perfectly sculpted insert, or because 15 new races made it so you couldn't keep track of who does what with six different reference sheets. The game loses its polish, making it a bit too much of a hassle to bother with for the level of experience it provides. 
Furthermore, the same things that give Small World such broad appeal hold it back from really shining in any one light. Sure, the conflict is tolerable for people who normally hate combat, but it is still a conflict-heavy game. And for people who love conflict, combat enthusiasts, ninjas, vikings, jefferies, etc., will find the lack of stakes a bit lackluster. In many ways, Small World feels like a compromise, something everyone can enjoy but fewer gamers will love. A well-crafted pop song. That said, there is a comfort to Small World, and it still holds an important role in my collection as well as in my heart. Years ago, when I first played Small World in my friend Peter's apartment, it was the biggest looking game I'd ever played. Tons of powers and combinations and tokens with maps specific to each player count. It looked like the most complicated thing that I'd ever seen, but within a few short rounds, with my Forest Amazons as the definitive MVP, I had a firm handle on the mechanics of the game, and the rest was exploration of strategy and discovering clever design. My final conclusion? Small World was a huge game, and the biggest game ever, something with so many resonant and cool aspects that completely dwarfed, dwarfed, contemporaries like Settlers of Catan, Carcassonne, and Dominion, yet it never felt beyond my grasp. Unlike other more nuanced and hardcore games with similar styles of area control, Small World is inviting, approachable, and eases players into foundational concepts that are often completely obtuse for newcomers to the board game world. That is the success of Small World, and why it's remained such a constant touchstone for hobbyists of all types. Inevitably, many people grow beyond its grasp, and admittingly, it doesn't hit my table nearly as often as it once did, but it was invaluable to my gaming journey, and still remains a satisfyingly solid game in my collection that is worthy of returning to a few times a year for a reminder that fun can be simple, innocent, and specific, or it's with longtime friends and gamers who want a polished experience that feels big without the baggage and time that comes along with it, Small World continues to hit the table. And each time that I see those unmistakable character designs, gaze over the saturated and yet unclaimed territories and select my initial power combo full of potent thematic and strategic implications, I'm reminded that Small World is designed exactly the way it needed and needs to be. Addendum, digital music. While I'm very much a physical components kind of guy, the Small World app is beautiful and resolves the issue of setting up and managing such a big game that otherwise moves so quick. It hasn't replaced the tabletop version for me, but it's easily one of my favorite tabletop gaming apps that allows the strengths of the game, its beautiful artwork and fast flipping gameplay to shine. Alright everyone, that is a small world review. Not such a small review as it turns out. And this is kind of the direction we're going here. This is the world of Cardboard Herald today, tomorrow, the future, until I change my mind, I guess. But I really loved writing this review for a few reasons. As you can tell, it's kind of weird to write a review that says, For Peter, at the beginning. And... You know, I'm not going to get too much into that other than to say Peter was and continues to be, in my heart, one of the most important people that have 
ever had any impact on me that I've known since the fourth grade and unfortunately he passed away a few years ago. But this moment that I just mentioned in here where I played Small World for the first time and he too played it for the first time at his apartment when another friend brought it over, it, it was just a small core example of one of hundreds, thousands of fundamental moments in our lifetime together. And it felt like I just, I wanted to recognize the innocence of that time rather than the jaded perspective that I have as a board game reviewer looking back on Small World. All I know is he would think it is incredibly dumb, yet also completely true to Jack Eddie that I would put for Peter at the beginning of that. So moving beyond that, I wanted to say that this, this core concept of really analyzing a game for its intrinsic, holistic value is something that I want out of criticism going forward. That I want the Cardboard Herald to not be so much about purchasing decisions. Should you get this game? Should you not get this game? Which you should be able to get that from these as well. But it's more about, is this something of value to you to read and, and to understand what this game meant to the writer and to the community and to people who have an understanding with the game kind of like the writer did when they originally played it or maybe approached it from different perspectives. I don't know. I'm always trying to inject personality into the reviews while still being conscious of who might be reading it, whether it's someone who has never played the game before or is playing it for the hundredth time tonight or is so done with this game and you're trying to convince them of a different perspective. I don't know. I think it's getting more successful here, and it's an admirable goal for the Cardboard Herald moving forward, and it's something that I really enjoy that I feel like I do best in written reviews. There are a few things in here that are still cute that I am relying on that I don't know if they really do it for people. I'd love to hear. I mean, you can always email us at uh, cardboardherald at gmail.com or visit the website cardboardherald.com and click the contact link. Let me know, does the thematic titles thing actually do anything for you? I think, if I'm recalling correctly, I I originally brought those in when I was working on the Lord of the Rings LCG, and I couldn't help but bring in some Tolkienisms, which, if you are a careful listener, you might have heard a, a nice little reference in there, but you let me know if you stumbled upon that. Anyway, the the review itself is structured around the music concept that's thematic to my feelings towards it. The The end result was where I, I ended up having that, that feeling. Once I wrote the review, I wrote the entire thing and then kind of judged where the, the, the shape of the review was going. And my end finding was that this is like a really well-crafted pop song. It's kind of like Weezer, you know, they're a pop rock band and Rivers Cuomo knows how to write a pop song and whether that's a really deep or beautiful or bright or complex or simple pop song, they are pop songs. 
almost kind of like Roy Orbison, you know, there, there's a beauty in a well-crafted pop song. And I think Small World kind of fits into that mold in board games. It's it's ambitious in how well-crafted it wants to be to, to provide something that everyone can feel like it gets its hooks into them. It doesn't have to be something revolutionary or something that is incredibly dynamic with complexities out the wazoo. It can be something that is simple, delightful, wonderful, and just joyous to to touch and interact with. And I think that is still absolutely the case with Small World. And viewing that end conclusion and realizing that this is kind of like a pop song like that, I could start shaping some of my second pass and my updates to the draft as well as those thematic headers into the the theme of it being musical. I, I felt like if I just made it fantasy-related, then, yeah, I don't know, it, w- it wouldn't necessarily fit within it. You know, it this is a bit of board game music synthesisia, and I... I I especially dug, and maybe it's too precious of me to have the um, underground wizards saw them live in 72 changed my life. I loved that line. As soon as I wrote that, I was like, this whole review is justified. It made me so incredibly happy. And it it also honored uh, kind of the original thing of writing for Peter. Um, I, I thought like that was prime him and i hanging out at 16 years old in his parents basement anyway i hope you really dug the review i have a bunch more stuff that i'm working on both on the video channel as well as writing if you care about this if you want to support this i i'm asking you right now please consider checking out our patreon because that's the best way of me understanding and knowing and and feeling confident that what I'm doing has intrinsic value to you, the listener, the reader, the viewer. And I think that we're really doing something. And clearly there are tons of people who give lots of feedback about the Cardboard Herald. There's people who interact with us. There's people who want to come on our shows and there's people who support us on Patreon. And that has been marvelous and i'd like to continue doing that and continue shaping that and bringing this into new dimensions with new voices and if you have something that you want to contribute with the cardboard herald being a platform or you just want to help us further sculpt this into really something unique and wonderful and hopefully a a platform for for so many other wonderful things, then consider supporting us. So with that rambling TCBH reviews monologue awesomeness, I'm going to sign out. So thank you for listening. I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald. Thank you for listening to the Cardboard Herald. As always, everything we do is ad-free and audience-supported. If you'd like to help keep it that way, find the Patreon link at the top of our webpage, CardboardHerald.com. We have several levels of support with various rewards. If you enjoyed the show, we do a whole bunch of other stuff, including reviews, interviews, and recommendations across writing, podcasts, and video. You can find that on our YouTube channel or by visiting any of our social media or our website. 
it. So with that out of the way, thank you again for listening to the Cardboard Herald. Thank you.